This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, this is Justin Mitchell from the Sun Herald in Biloxi, Mississippi, and this is Out Here in America. Every other week, we're talking to members of the LGBTQ community across the country about their lives. This week, we sit down with one of the few Southern gay icons on the radio, part-time Justin from the Kid Craddock Morning Show. Basically, it's just pop culture, fun, what's going on in our lives. We'll play stupid games. Welcome That's to the right. Kid Nation 2016 Rap Battle of the Century. Like, it, it's just a show about us, really. That's all it is. The show is named for David Peter Craddock, a longtime radio host who died suddenly in 2013 on air, Craddock has one 23-year-old following in his footsteps. Part-time Justin is the former radio station intern who's worked his way up by being the butt of the joke. In college, I have come to realize that I am not dumb. I am just not the goodest speller. <laughs> Off the air, Justin's friends know him as Michael Justin Chavez and is far more than a punchline. Chavez told me how he always dreamed of stardom, even though he grew up being bullied in small town Arizona. Middle school is just so rough if you're gay. And it's in the South, and a lot of kids aren't used to it. So, I mean, better not come out, you know? And how he wants his visibility now to help open doors for others. But first, we talked about the interview that launched his radio career on Out Here in America. Hi, Tyra, what's good? Oh my goodness, it's so, it feels so good for you to say my name. Okay. <laughs> Justin, 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 hi. I was like, oh my God, the Tyra, I watch her on America's Next Top Model. Like, I learned how to take great pictures because of you. Like, if you have not sat on your couch on a weekend and watched Top Model, then there Yes, it was, no, and you're yes. like, Lou, I know how to smile. Uh huh. And how many times did you, like, cat practice your cat walk? Oh All the time. And then you would just see these amazing photo shoots that they would do. Me and my sister would try to, like, mimic those, and we would be, like, trying to take pictures. None of them came out that great, but I mean, they were still good. I would take a towel and like wrap it like my mom would do and hold a glass of wine just a little water in it because you know I was too young but like we would do all that stuff and it was so much fun and I couldn't even control myself I was even worse whenever I interviewed Demi Lovato because they just threw me in I didn't expect that at all Justin girl I'm so excited <laughs> to meet you oh I watched you in Disney Channel girl you saw you in a chair yeah what I've learned with this job is that the celebrity world is very different than what we live in. And I mean, you can walk to me on the street and I'll be very personal with you. And I think celebrities, they don't have time for small talk. And like, they, they meet so many people. It's like, I don't, we're never gonna see each other again. Who's your favorite Kardashian? Oh, my favorite Kardashian is definitely Kim. <laughs> definitely Kim. She's the one, she's the reason they're all where they are, you know? Also, I bought her perfume, uh, Crystal Har uh, Gardenia, and I gave it to my roommate so I can smell it. Oh. <laughs> it came with crystals, too, like uh, little crystals for like you to have as well, because it helped her during her robbery. Uh, I mean, I, when she was robbing Paris, like she had to calm down. She was just so stressed, and so she used those crystals to just, I mean, they, they, she said they kept her calm. Do you believe that? 
I mean, I'm spiritual. I am Christian, but I'm not so religious and like going to church every Sunday and listening to what some old man tells me how to live my life, you know? Right. But uh, if if they work for you, let them work, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have one of those Himalayan pink salt lamps in my room, and I like to think it helps me sleep, but I mean, it could be just be me binge-watching Shameless. I, tr I try to watch Shameless. I just never been able to like finish an episode. I, I have like ADHD or something like that. It's intense. I get everybody's attention, please. I just want everybody here to know I'm gay. I find myself like wanting to watch shows that have a gay character in it because I can feel like I can relate to them more. That's how I felt about Greek when I was on ABC Family. Like they had a gay character and it was like my first time experiencing a guy going through life being gay and I was like, oh, so relatable. And it's just, I wish that they could show the character not about coming out, more of them just being gay and living their life. Okay, so you live in Dallas. Live in Dallas, yes. What is the gay scene like in Dallas? It is amazing. It was the first time I ever got to experience the gay culture when, I mean, I didn't come out till I was in, in college. So, I mean, I kept it secret in front of my parents, like, a while, but they knew. I think a mother always knows if their son is gay. I mean, I loved Wizard of Oz when I was growing up. I wish I had some roller skates like Xanadu. I just wanted to just be her. I always loved playing with my sister's Barbies. And then there was a time in like middle school, my mom asked me, she goes like, hey, do you get like a butterfly feeling in your stomach when a boy touches you? And I knew where this like conversation was going. And I was like, no, no. But honestly, I was like, yeah, I do. Like. When a guy touches me, I just feel like very different, like all excited. But I said no, and she goes, okay, and that was the end. Because my parents were so religious. They were so religious. I loved Jesus, like I loved going to church, and I just didn't understand like why I felt that way, but also loved God. But I realized in freshman year of college, I, I became friends with this girl named Haley, and out of nowhere, she just goes, I'm so excited that you can be my gay best friend. And I hate that label too. I don't want to be a, a, a f poodle. I don't want to be that. I just want to be your friend. Not your gay best friend, just your friend. But it was the first time like ever that I just, someone just labeled me as gay instead of asking. And I think that's what threw me out there is where I was just, oh, I'm gay, you know? And Because in high school, people would be like, can I ask you a personal question? And I'd be like, oh my God, I know where this is going. And then be, are you gay? But this was the first time someone just labeled me and it was a lot of pressure for me not to answer. And I didn't correct her at all. And then I just started telling people that I was gay. And uh, when I started doing that, I met some friends at lunch just like, I didn't even know them, I just sat with them. And we just started talking and having a good time and they liked me and I, they liked my personality and they invited me to Gay Pride on Cedar Springs in Dallas. I was like, sure, I'd like to go. And so we made shirts, rainbow stuff. We had some guy who was like really flamboyant. He was the fruit fly and we are the fruit. It was really <laughs> cute. Um, and uh, just I just saw people just, just out being about, being proud of who they are, kissing their loved one. It was just so beautiful. And you see people walking in drag. You see people just becoming friends. Straight people go because like they got gay friends. It's, Dallas is very different than what Texas as a state is. Dallas is more liberal, more accepting. But you know, I never realized how like important the gay culture was, even in small places, I went to Orlando for the Pulse Remembrance, the one-year Pulse Remembrance last year, 
you know, you look around and you can still see where like the bullet holes went through oh the walls and stuff. And it was just so emotional to me. And I'm, I'm Catholic, my family's super Catholic. So it reminded me like going to a gay bar for gay men and gay women, anyone, trans people, it's almost like going to church because it's yes. a sanctuary yeah. and it's a place where you always feel safe. Yeah, and, and you're accepted and you can be you. Going to church and going to a gay bar, there's a lot of commonalities and a lot of main threads. And I think that really, I've always just kind of like, don't want to go to church, don't want to not go to church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going to Pulse and seeing that kind of like reaffirms my belief, like, yes, like you said, you can be a Christian and be gay, but it's, it's one of those things where like, it took me seeing like real tragedy to see that, you know? I'm, I'm a really strong person, so like if people, even in high school, they call me like a fat or a queer, like that's just stuff that never, ever affected me. Like, really? Never? never. I just was never... the first time you ever got called a Oh my God, my cousins. I mean, when I was You're... seven and eight, they, oh used to, they used to just torment me. And like one day I was like in seventh grade and it was one of my girl cousins and she called me a yeah. But I think, like, since then, I just, like, never, like, that never bothered me. I never thought, like, that was a problem until I went to Pulse and saw these 48, 49 people, like, died in gunfire. Yeah. because they were gay. Because of, because they were gay. And it's, like, you need somewhere to be safe. You need, you need to feel loved. My mom always tells me she knew that I was going to be gay when I refused to get my clothes dirty. So when I was a kid, I would not get in dirty. They're like, no, I'm not doing that. No, sure that, that. Get dirty. <laughs> uh -huh. And I insisted on having like a matching watch with every outfit that I wore, yes. which is insane. But um, when I was five, I told her that the Pink Ranger was my favorite Power Ranger. And Same. Like, I love Kimberly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was just kind of like she kind of knew then. But I kind of had the same experience you had with Pride coming here because we live so close to New Orleans, so when I was a teenager, we'd just come and walk down Bourbon Street. And it was the first time I ever saw gay people like holding hands in public, like kissing yeah. or talking or anything. And it was it like, made you feel uncomfortable being gay, right? Yes. But seeing it for the first time, you I felt was, uncomfortable, I was, right? I literally felt like I would feel right now if I went to like a Donald Trump rally. Oh That's my how God. I felt. Yeah. That's how I felt like walking down and just looking into gay bars because I was even too young to understand. It was so uncomfortable, but so almost like you wanted to know more. Mm -hmm. And it took me to come out to my parents. I had to wait until college too. I don't really know why that is, but that's just. I was just afraid. I was afraid that they were going to kick me out. Were you? <sighs> my mom is wonderful and I have gay relatives but I guess it was just really hard you have gay relatives yeah. okay so it's hard to say it to myself but not every person where we're from has like as good of a relationship time yeah what about I your do. father um, my dad's really not in my life my stepdad's like a strong silent type oh, okay um, he doesn't really ask questions I, <laughs> this is really funny but over the summer my boyfriend and I moved in together and we had this rental and we got like the steel one. It's like on the water where we're from and it was super cheap. So we, we got it, but it was really ratchet on the inside. So we were like, well, we're gonna fix it up. So we painted and got all these new light fixtures and my stepdad's an electrician. And I was like, can you come hang these lights for us? So he's like hanging lights in the kitchen and fixing the dryer and like putting mirrors in the bathroom. And then he realizes it's two bedroom and like we have the room set up and the other room's an office. And he was like, wait, are you, are you? I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, I get it. And like, that's all it was ever done. So my family's just kind of like, oh, wow. whatever. I think you're, you, you got some skills and now I just want to know if you can make my roommate disappear. Because like when I moved into this apartment, I am living with two guys who do not know how to decorate and I came in and gay shwayed it all out. <laughs> Are you from Dallas? Mm, no, I've, I've grown up and I've, I've lived so many places. 
but I, I was born in Hobson, Mexico, and I lived there till I was in sixth grade. And then I moved to Pennsylvania for six months, and that like started middle school. And then I finished middle school in Yuma, Arizona, and I was there for two years. And then San Antonio for two years, and that's where I did my first two years of high school. And actually, that was like the first time I ever saw two gay guys in a relationship at a school. They were just making out at lunch, like making out, you know? I was like, how are the principals and the teachers just allowing this, you know? But like straight kids were making out, everybody, there was make out contests. I was like, oh my God, this San Antonio, what is wrong? What is in the water here? So sexual. And then I went to Midland, and that was like on the Bible Belt, you know, probably the buckle. and. I finished my high school career there, and then I went to UNT for school, for college, and I graduated, and then I moved to Dallas. Do you think moving to the buckle of the Bible Belt kind of influenced you to wait to come out until you got to college? No, I think my parents did, because my, my mom is super religious, and so is my dad. Like, our family moving so much, it got, like, we were poor, and Religion is the only thing that kept our family so strong because we would go to church every Sunday, pray together, talk about Jesus together. It's what it's what kept us strong. So definitely, it, it was not moving. It wasn't even like because wherever we were, it didn't matter. It was my family and what the Bible said. How did you tell them? Oh my God! I was after church actually. It was about. The pastor, oh my God, he was so hot. Yeah, I had a crush on him. Oh, so hot. And then like during the summer, like he would go to the pool and just take off his shirt and she said like beautiful abs and pecs. And I was like, I don't know if I should be like turned on by my pastor, but I am. Anyways, um, but he had like this cool sermon and it was about how we all have our burdens and we just got to go through them. And I took that as like, I didn't choose to be gay. God made me gay. And so I told my parents then, I was, and I said it so weird too. I was like, I have homosexual feelings towards men. And I just start bawling and my dad starts crying. And then my mom like comes over and she's like rubbing my back. And she's just like, baby, I knew, like we know, like we're not dumb. Like we, we knew that there was something going on. I was just very emotional. And for like the first year they wanted me to fight it. They're like, okay, so this is what it is. You're gay, but you gotta fight it, be straight, and then that's your story. That's what you're gonna tell. And I was like, no, no, that's not. I'm gay and that's it. Like that's 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 what I am. And you gotta take that. And so they're slowly starting. I mean, that I think they've accepted it fully now. I think so. It's been like six years since I've came out, but I mean they're fine. They're fine. We, me and my dad don't talk about it, but me and my mom do. I've never had a boyfriend, actually. So I don't even know how that's going to happen. Like, if it's okay to bring my boyfriend to the Thanksgiving table. I don't know. Do you worry about that in the future? I, I, I think about it, but I don't worry about it because right now I'm just worried about dying single. Like, I want to I want to be able to find love. That's, that's, that's the, like, I see what my parents have, and they love each other. They, they are each other's best friend. They don't have any secrets. They just, they know how each other works. Like, they know what the other one's going to say before the other one says it. And that's pure love. And I, I see that, and I know I want that. And so, no, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me. Like, it, it will be probably troublesome, but I mean, if I have something close to what they have, I'd be happy. When your parents asked you to fight being gay, how did that make you feel? <sighs> I was just annoyed. 
like I would go to my mom and be like, it's like me telling you to be gay, you know, like be sexually attracted to it. Like, can you find yourself? She's like, I mean, I've been curious, but I'm not. I was like, okay, mom. So that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. I'm not, I, I can't force myself to like, like I love women. Like I couldn't live in this world without them. Like I need a girl to talk to, or like most most of my friends are girls, you know. And my mom, I was like, Mom, if only you could just see what it's like to be gay and look at it in a positive light, rather than what the negative, like what people are saying that's negative, you know. Like you've surrounded yourself around what the church says and what the Bible says, but what about other people who have been gay and are religious and see what they're like and see how they their views on it too. So I told my mom that, and I think she did do her research on like how being gay and loving Jesus is okay. At the end of the day, like Christianity is all about loving each other and loving God and sharing the word of Jesus and like and who Jesus was like treat people with respect, love them, like don't don't point out their flaws, you know, love them. And so I'm like, mom, stop doing that. Just love me. They just wish I wasn't as flamboyant, but I was like, that's me. <laughs> that's me. I just, I find that almost as offensive as like, don't be gay. Like, don't be who you are. Like, God forbid if you have a feminine voice or you talk or you like to dress well. I mean, it's especially like where I'm from. If you, if you wear maroon pants, I mean, it's just like, God, like for a man, yeah. you know, but it, it's a mess. It is a mess. It doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it hurts just a little bit. Do you wish you were a little bit more manly? Not really. Because um, I find myself wanting that. Okay, so I just wish it were more acceptable to be who we are. And if I want to wear a rainbow shirt, I can wear a rainbow shirt. Yeah. If I want to wear, you know, a t-shirt and jeans, it should be the same thing. And that's the only thing that's really kind of just like, ugh, to me. Definitely. Small stuff. Okay, we are rolling. Like, do I say something? Like, do this I say, is the best interview ever already. Do I do I say, hey, uh, this is intern Justin with the Kid Craddock Morning Show, and I'm talking with John Magaro, who was in The Big Short. So, when did you start at Kid Craddock? It was my internship in the beginning of my senior year of college. I wanted to be a publicist because I was getting my degree in public relations, and I just love the celebrity world, the entertainment. I was like, if I can even just get like close to it, I'm fine. So I applied for the Kid Craddock Morning Show because I knew that they had celebrities in their office. And celebrities mean publicists, because they got to make sure their interview doesn't mess up. So I, I applied, and I didn't hear anything over the entire summer. That's three months. I didn't hear anything. And then I just got an email randomly from them, and I was like, oh my god. So they want to do an interview with me, so I do an interview, and then I got the job the same day. Freaking out. Called my mom, first person I called. It was so dope. Um, and then so I was doing social media, just doing Twitter. I was easy. I was really good at it. And I just, I was myself. And so they liked my personality. And Tyra Banks was calling the show at like 2.45 PM. And the cast did not want to stay that late because they're there at 5 o'clock in the morning. They're like, I'm not staying till 2. So they, they, they asked me to interview. They're like, if you're interested. And I was like, no, yeah, I will. Interview her. And apparently that interview is how I got to where I am now. Who has your favorite celebrity been to interview? I don't know. Tyler Perry was just huge to interview for me. Hey guys, what's up? It's part-time Justin, and here I am at the red carpet for Boo 2 on Medea's Halloween, and I'm about to interview Tyler Perry, who plays Mutt to the day of DEA. Because he brought so much entertainment to me and my family, like Medea's Family Reunion, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, like those 
movies are so strong that like they connect with me emotionally and that he created that it was that oh it was deep Oh my gosh, that was one of the coolest moments in my whole life. Tyler Perry, one of the guys who's brought home like laughter and just heart into my family's living room. Oh, that was just so cool. What a nice dude. Tall too. Uh, life complete. And then Kesha. Kesha was really cool. Uh, yeah, I wore a glitter beard for her. Actually, the reason why I'm wearing the glitter beard is because I saw your Instagram post where you said, <laughs> please wear a glitter beard if you're at my concert. Listen, so. I took it personally in a good yeah. way. When I saw your glitter beard, I was like, oh. Yeah. I like that. This is I'm gonna all for take, you. I'm going to take this as if it's for me, even if it's not. Well, yeah. And there was this moment where the interview was done, and she moved on to her life. And I'm in the hallway, surrounded by a whole bunch of people, and she's walking with, like, her security guards and her team. They're walking, and I'm just right here. And I just, I see, I'm like, look at her. I'm like, there's Kesha. I make eye contact with her, and she makes eye contact with me, and then she starts walking towards me, and I start walking towards her. And I was like, oh my God, can I give you a hug? And she goes, oh my God, can I give you a hug? And we both hug each other, and it was just so sweet. And I was like, I love you so much. She goes, oh my God, thank you so much. I love you. And then she went on and performed. I mean, like, I know, like, I will never get her phone number or anything like that anytime soon, but just to know that a celebrity that you looked up to who created your gay anthem music, you know, like, TikTok on the clock, how many gay guys go crazy in the club to that song, you know? She's a huge voice for us. Who is your favorite celebrity? That's so hard. That is a voice for the gay community. Probably Miley Cyrus. For real? I would say. I think I love so. Her. Yeah. Um, I think that her foundation really does a lot for LGBT people, the Happy Hippie Foundation and Homeless, oh, yeah. oh, and homeless yeah. Youth. And I, I really think that her voice about kind of being gender fluid and not really being defined by gender really helps younger people that I know also don't they don't feel like they have to be defined by gender. Like I have cousins who are in high school and like they don't even go by straight or gay anymore. They just call themselves gender fluid. And it's like football players and stuff. Like it's oh like, my God. it's just really crazy. Like I think the effect that she's had on the next generation that I really appreciate. That's huge. If I could like interview her at her rainbow cabin that Liam built her in Malibu. That's, yes. That's like goals. Liam, I know, right? Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah. I uh, love her. But the first time I heard you, you were so pissed because Big Al asked you to like MC an event and was gonna pay you less money yeah. than somebody else who asked yeah. before you. And like you were so mad and you were like, I am broke. And like I was just like, I'm living for this guy. Like he is so real. And I was like, is he fam? I am I am not discount Justin. <laughs> I am not last call Justin. I am not last thought Justin. Discount Big Al, I am a part-time Justin. <laughs> right. And so like immediately I'm like in the group text, like y'all y'all listening to Kick. Y'all heard this new part-time Justin? <laughs> Who is he? Let's find out. So we're oh like stalking God. and like we're bonding you and I was like, he's gotta be fan. Because... That is so sweet, yeah. I mean, I think with the dynamic of the show, Kid hand-selected every single one who's on it and they were used to Kid and a lot of them were still hurting and, and still are. And to throw someone in new that no one really knows, or no one knows at all, and the cast doesn't even know how to make a call of who's supposed to be on the show or not, I think that's the reason why I'm not on there permanently. And my name is Part-Time Justin. And I mean, I think within time, I, I really do, within time, I, 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 I hope to be um, a permanent member. But I know right now what I'm doing for the show is so good. Like, it's hard for the cast to go out and do bits or go out and do an interview somewhere. And so I love that I'm able to be sent 
away to go do something and then come back and bring it and share it with everybody. I love that part. And that's also the type of person I am too. Like doing the same thing over and over again gets repetitive. But with me, my job, I get to be so creative and go out there and come up with ideas and get like create them and display them and get to share them for you guys. And that's what makes me excited. Seeing the comments on how well the bit went. Tell me, tell me how funny it was. And also like even the negatives sometimes are also interesting too. I'm like, no, I felt the exact same way. I just remember thinking like it was so refreshing to hear someone from the gay community like being on the radio and being themselves and flamboyant and just whatever, like whatever goes. It, and it just made me really happy. And I think that a lot of people, especially gay people, are really excited about you being there and hearing your voice. I would hope so. I really do, because I would. that would be the last thing for me would be to disappoint the gay community, because I'm part of it. And it's the reason why I feel more comfortable being who I am. And I think there's so much respect and honor and just thanks I owe to a lot of the older generation in the LGBT community going just where it wasn't okay to hold hands with your boyfriend down the street. Yeah. It wasn't. But now today I, I can because they fought for it. And I am so, I, I just, I just, sometimes I feel like I don't deserve it. And uh, it's, it's important to, to know our history. So have you never thought about maybe you're a glimmer of hope for gay kids to listen to you in the morning? Uh, no, no. But now I'm gonna start. <laughs> Breaking news, you will now refer to Justin. What? Formerly part-time Justin as full-time Justin. He's like, what? he's like, do you know this? <laughs> oh my God, I gotta call my mom, let her know. Oh, mom! Looking back when you were in high school and you were having the issues of telling your parents, are you happy with where you are right now? Definitely, I feel, I feel so blessed, I feel so lucky. And I do owe a lot of it to God. And I thank him for everything that's happened to me in my life. Like, life is not supposed to be easy. It's, it's not, otherwise, and what, how would we learn? You know, we always have a struggle to come through. And I mean, he gives me everything I can handle and I've been able to, and just knowing where I am in my life, I still, I got a healthy body. My family still loves me. I've got an amazing job, I've got great friends, and that's all I need. Thanks to part-time Justin for sitting down with me, and Amanda McCoy, Jordan Marie Smith, and Davin Coburn for producing Out Here in America. We'll be back in two weeks with more stories like part-time Justin's. But in the meantime, subscribe to Out Here in America on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to leave us a review. And we'll see y'all soon on Out Here in America.